Shop Woodhouse Ford first and experience the difference. The all-new 2022 Bronco Sport is built wild for the thrill seeker, the sightseer, and the day tripper. A capable and dependable SUV that's ready to tackle the dirt, dust, and mud. Bronco Sport offers four models to match the way you explore the outdoors. Shop, finance, and buy your way. Online at WoodhouseFord.com or one of our three convenient Ford locations in Blair, Omaha, or Plattsmith. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. What's up, everyone? This is Ray. This is Chris Chavez. This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean from Shots and Thoughts. This is Timoteo Keister. What up, what up? It's Bruce Williams, the Mastodon himself. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. It's your boy, Von Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player. Five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. And you're now tuned in to the Summit State of Mind podcast. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks. And everything Houston Rockets presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network and the official podcast to fanside of Houston Rockets website, spacecityscoop.com. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. And of course, with me, as always, oh, wait, no, check that, check that twice, check that three times because the GM is not here. He is currently playing hooky. He is out of town. He is out of the city. He's out of the state. He's currently uh, in Seattle with the Supersonics or whatever the heck he's doing over there. But to fill in for him, of course, got to bring our guy, got to bring the third host, brought him to the summit once again, 30-foot range for days, my boy, your boy, America's boy, T-Smooth, a.k.a. Tim Keister. What's going on, dude? How you doing today? What's up, man? I'm back. Thank you for having me back, man. Always. I'm uh, I'm a... Uh, uh little incapacitated physically, but I'm always down to uh, talk it up and talk about Rockets basketball. So let's get it. Oh, yeah. And I'm covering for Justin, too. So does that mean I get his paycheck? Heck <laughs> yeah, his, man. I already his, know, man. His what game we, check? I get his game check? The game check, baby. Whatever right, whatever right. we make for this episode, uh, whatever pennies <laughs> to the dollar we make, I'm going to make sure you get your split. I told Justin already. I was like, yo, man. It. Yeah, I already told him. I was like, yo, bro, you're not going to get paid for this one. I'm sorry, man. I got to give the pay to somebody somebody else. <laughs> man, he, he's all right. He's out there living a good life, you know, in Seattle. So you saw what he, he'll, all the be, stuff he, he'll be all right. You saw the stuff he was doing and eating and all that stuff, man, making everyone jealous yeah. over here. Hey, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. It looks good, man. I know, man. It's it's crazy. Uh, we've never done this. We've never I, I've done like a bonus episode like a five minute bonus episode to get hyped for the draft by myself, but we've never, I've never been apart uh, from, from the partners. So this is definitely going to be interesting, but dude, this is a seamless fit, man. You, you're the most, you know, you're the most guest. Like you've been in the most episodes. This shit, this is easy, baby. This is easy pickings. Yeah, man. It's uncomfortable, you know, in, in, in the seat. So, Let's get it. Let's let's talk about some uh, basketball. Yeah, dude, I'm psyched, man. There's been a lot of stuff happening, obviously, with these Houston Rockets. Uh, okay, so 
from the time that we had recorded last, um, before the the you know I'm, I'm totally name dropping here before we did the Craig Ackerman episode, uh, we talked about the other the other the Sacramento game. But you know when we recorded with Craig, we didn't really get a chance to review the games during the week, so we didn't get a chance to really talk about the Utah Jazz game. But obviously, it's been about like four days, five days after the release of this episode anyways. So we're just going to like have to, we'll skim through it. I mean, obviously the Rockets beat the Utah jazz in Utah. And I think anytime you beat Utah in Utah, it's a dub. Mm -hmm. Like it's a highlight of the season. Um, Let's just, let's just highlight that real quick. The game, uh, your boy KPJ once again. Yeah. Is it fair to say Tim that he's a, uh, he's a cold blooded shot maker, like legit now. I mean, he's a guy we can definitely uh, put the ball in the hands at crunch time. You know what I mean? He's definitely someone I would give the ball at the end of the game. Uh, like we all we talk about all the time, he's still young. He's still learning. Um, he's still got to learn to control his temper. But other than that, yeah, I mean, he's got game-winning shot-making ability. So. If he makes it, you know, if, good for us. If he misses it, you know, I just hope he doesn't throw a chair at a coach. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can you live with the L's. Because if we, yeah, because if we lose, you know, one game, it's not, it's not the end of the world. You don't need to like storm off the court and you know demoralize the team and you know do all that stuff and then have to say sorry at the end of the day. You know what I mean? You don't That's have true. to do that. That's true. So. So I'm just I'm just happy for him, you know. He's playing extremely well, um, and we're getting the dub, you know. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that he's doing really well, dude. If I looked at his uh, stat line uh, a few days ago, and I was able to pull this up, but it's what's incredible to me is that the last I'd say four games, four games, or no, f- yeah, four games, he's averaged at least seven assists. He's had eight uh, eight assists in the win and and the loss against Sacramento. Eight assists, no, seven assists in the win against Sacramento, and then eight assists against Utah and eight against Golden State. I mean, he's just dude. Ever since he and I'm quoting uh, Don Knock here, ever since he, you know, shut off social media, that might be the juice that gets him flowing. You know, he's 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 you know deactivated his social media, and I think that's good for him. Someone in a mental state like him to shut the noise off because. Yeah. He's only 21. I think it's good that he's doing that because he's averaging like 18, <clears throat> 19 points a game right now. And he's averaging about eight assists a game, which is incredible. That's so much better than where he was at all during the year. So the fact that he's averaging 18 and eight in these last four games has just been incredible stuff. I'm really looking forward to seeing his his growth still. And, and I know he's going to continue to develop. And like I said, man, you've claimed him first, man. You told it. You We can go back to an episode where you said get KP. So, yeah. The talent's there. You know, it's just like any player who has talent in the NBA. Like, you're going to have your good times. You're going to have your bad times. Like, he's playing good right now, you know. So, just ride that wave. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it don't matter who you are. Uh, well, unless you're like LeBron or <laughs> LeBron. Like, unless it's the you're top like, three. Like, <laughs> yeah, the top, top three, I would say. Because yeah. I was going to say Curry. Because he hasn't, Curry hasn't been playing that great, but like, oh, yeah. he, he had a game winner. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know what I mean? It, 
he's still Curry, so he didn't even yeah, have like a great game against us either, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, he hasn't had a good month. You know, his this whole month has been a a bad shooting month for him. But I mean, he's still he's still that guy able to win games. So absolutely, it's a perfect setup too. Because let's fast forward now to last Friday to the game against Golden State. You know, the Rockets Mm -hmm. had a great start, obviously, to the game. We went into the half with an 11-point lead. It was, I I mean, I was shocked. I was shocked that we were leading by 11 at the end of the first half. But, you know, like, like in classic Houston Rockets fashion, you know, you're bound to collapse in the third. And, and, you know, when you think of Golden State in third quarters, you just think of runs because that, that's been the kryptonite of our Rockets since the Harden days. You know, they outscore us by 11, tied going into the fourth. And, you know, then ultimately we had a chance to win. Um, we had two chances. <laughs> KPJ had a, had, a, had a three. He had a mm-hmm. step back three that he could have hit. He missed it. And then it went over to Jalen. Jalen with another huge offensive board. And then they drew up a play for Garrison Matthews. You know, he ultimately missed it. It set up the, you know, it left with about five seconds left on the clock. And then, you know, KPJ, who was actually playing pretty good D on Curry all night. I just have to preface by saying, I just have to preface preface by saying that I didn't watch the game at all. I was hooping. I was playing basketball. You know, hooping is life. So I had to do that first. But, um... From what I heard and what I saw, he was clamping him. But, you know, obviously five seconds left in the game. Steph Curry stepped back in KPJ's face. You know, a little people are claiming push off. But, um, you know, what it is what it is, and we lose 105 to 103. Tim, I just want to ask you, man, what, you, what was your overall thoughts of the game? And, uh, you know, and give us your thoughts what led to that game winner by Curry. So I did catch the game. Um, I watched – about a good three quarters, second quarter through the fourth quarter. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, yeah, like you said, KPJ did play great defense on Curry. I mean, he ripped him. Um, Curry didn't have the best shooting night, even though he hit the game winner. And he basically single-handedly brought them back in the fourth quarter um, by hitting a few threes. But uh, for the most part, um he played great defense on um, on Curry. Um, as a team, we I mean we we played great. You know we're we're not a three point only shooting team anymore, and that's kind Thank of God. what. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I mean we don't have the personnel to do it. You know, and and then um, you know we um, we took it to him in the paint, man, and that's what that's that's their Achilles heel. You know. Oh yeah, the, absolutely. The Warriors, they don't have no shot blockers, especially Draymond's not in the middle, you know. That's right. Uh, they don't have Wiseman, so I mean, we're we're killing them um in the paint. Um KJ Martin had a hell of a game. Uh I thought we should have kept him in a lot longer. He was killing them um mm-hmm. on the glass and I mean just he just got whatever he wanted, drove to the bucket and got whatever he wanted. He was huge and he only played like 20 22 minutes, something like that. Yeah, yeah, around like 20, 26, 26, according to 26. Okay. Yeah. It felt like less, you know, but um, we were cutting, moving. EG played uh, pretty solid. Um, Kim Porter played really good. Uh, Yeah, everyone stepped up. 
Um, Garrison came in and hit some huge threes, man, like he usually does. And and it's a huge uh, testament to him as a professional because, like, now Jalen's back mm-hmm. and his minutes have significantly significantly gone down. Oh, he looks at least lost like ten, start. yeah, at least like ten minutes. You know, yeah, absolutely. And and he just comes in and he's still like he still plays the same. You know what I mean? He was diving for balls. Um, you know, he I think he got like a steal or a rebound and like they dove for it and he got it. Uh hit a big he, he I think yeah he hit like a he hit a four point he got a four point play I think mm-hmm. at one point in the game he did. too. Yep. Yeah, and that was huge because I was in the second half. Um, but yeah, we were just we played really well against him until until the end, man. <laughs> you know, until the end, Curry Curry got loose. He he might have got away with a little bit of a right handed. Would you call off. it a push? Would you call it a push? Like, with, is, that, was, is that is that is that is that an offensive foul though? It was like with like no, I, you know no. what I mean. He it's not enough to call an offensive foul. He it was a good move. It's not enough, but you know, every like if 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 everyone knows if you've been in that situation, like a little bit of that arm hitting you, you know, especially when you're kind of going vertically, vertically and kind of backwards, and that arm kind of hits you, and you're already going backwards, you're gonna feel like it's a push off. I'm sure KPJ thought it was a, a push off. You know, it feels like it, but he didn't extend it or anything. So that's a good offensive move. So. You get the shot for the game winner. You know, it was a heartbreaker. And we had chances to win, like you said, you know. We had our chances. Um, dis- dis- disappointed in Jalen. Um, played terrible. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, but, I, uh, yeah, I looked at the stat yeah. line. My God. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bad ter- game, man. And, and Silas left him in there, you know. I mean, he played under 30 for sure. Um, yes, yeah. Because uh, in the yeah, second 25. half, I was – 25 okay <laughs> yeah in the second half i was like huh Jalen's not in i'm i'm kind of surprised you know i thought he would play him even though he was playing bad but he he put other guys in there and we have we hang out we hit we we were winning most of the game and then in the ending it just came back i mean I, I you know i'll be honest with you man I've, i fully expected it i mean it's just as as long as curry is playing I mean that's the uh, that's all the opportunity that the Warriors need to get a win, despite Draymond not playing or Clay not playing or Wiseman not playing and all the you know all the starters that were sitting. I you're never you're never out of a game when Steph Curry's in the game, and I just know that the Rockets are we're just used to that collapsing. We're still a young team, but let's circle back real quick to the game winner. Would you, if you were the coach, if you were Silas, would you have left KP on Curry? Because I, I have my thoughts on it, and I, and I saw how the play was set up in the fourth. Because I was, I was able to watch that part live. The last mm. like t- three plays, I was able to watch it live um, during one of our breaks from basketball. So I was able to catch it. I have my thoughts on that. Would you have left KP on, um, on Curry, or would you have changed it up? To be honest, yeah. To be honest. I would immediately double Curry. Two people on him. Whoever was guarding the ball should have shaded guarding the ball. Yep. I mean, I'll live with anybody else but Curry. You know, Curry's the number one threat because you already know Clay's not there. I mean, 
They had Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, but I mean, Jordan Poole would be the next threat. But um, yeah, bro, I'd immediately double Curry. Um, KPJ guarding him? Would I want him guarding him? Yeah, I, he played him well all night. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got length, speed, played him well all night. So I had no problem with him guarding him, um, but definitely should have doubled him for sure. Mm. Um, him, him, him getting the ball in bounds was a little bit way too easy. I think. Oh, I think he yeah. got. I think he got screened. Like Curry just like ran up or whatever. And it was got way too easy. It was way. Yeah, too it was just easy. way too easy. Like the they should have just doubled him right when the screen comes. Like make them pass it to the screener. Like and to be real, the screener probably wouldn't even have. He wouldn't even paying attention. You know. But gotta play yeah. ball. Gotta play ball to now. Got to play ball tonight yeah. on Curry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I think in mine, when I saw the play developing. Now, granted, look, this is from the naked eye. Like I said, during this entire episode, I did not watch the game live. So I didn't know that KP was having the game that he was having against Curry. But as a bird's eye view from seeing that last play of the game, I know Curry's going to get the ball. I know Curry's going to go for the game winner. He's never hit a game winner his entire career. This is his first one. I knew he wanted it. That was surprising. I oh shot. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know it I either. Didn't know that. I didn't know it either. But at the same time, even despite KP having a fantastic game against him, I'd rather put someone like Eric Gordon on him. I want someone with muscle, not as much speed, but look, if Curry beats you to the rim, let him beat you to the rim and let and force the refs to make a call. That was my opinion. Force the refs to make a call. I don't want him shooting a jump shot because that's mm, that's yeah. Steph Curry's game, shooting the jump shot. Take the jump shot away from him. I, w- I would have preferred Gordon, just someone with more muscle because even if he tried to step back, I just feel like maybe Gordon could have absorbed it better. But at the same time, the counterpoint is you could have put anybody on Curry, and I think Curry probably in a one-on-one exactly. would have gotten the exactly. shot off, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's... That's how I saw it, you know, because I, I watched the game and from the entire game, KPJ did the best on him. So, I mean, why not let him, you know, continue yeah. to um, to see what happens with that? But, I mean, like, it's Curry. And then, yeah. um, uh, like I said, I just think we should have doubled him and then let, um, <laughs> let, let's see if Max Kellerman's take was real. Let Iguodala, uh, you know, who, who let you, Andrew, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh, but Max yeah. Kellerman. Yeah. Max Kellerman's take. He's like, uh, who would you rather want the game winner to be shot by? Curry, Clay, or Iguodala? And he said Iguodala. And I was like, what the hell is wrong? Iguodala? Like, you want Iguodala to shoot the game winner over Curry and Clay? <laughs> Whatever he's smoking, I want two, please. <laughs> uh, like, no, bro, no way, bro. I'm telling you, man. Like when I saw that, like it was so funny because I think they brought it back when Iggy was in studio, and and I just remember Iggy's face uh-huh. was just like, like this. I was like, <laughs> even yeah, even Iggy was, was like, what the hell's wrong with you, <laughs> like, bro? Like, yeah, like exactly what you're smoking. You know, give me two of those. Like, goodness gracious. But you yeah. know, I you know Max Kellerman's such a knucklehead. I I, I gotta say though, the, the after hearing what you said about the way to play Curry on defense, 
that is absolutely what we should have done. Like I, you should have shaded him, get the inbounder, get the inbounder to shade, you know, just to, you know, come off on the inbounder a little bit. If you need to return back, take a, you know, steps back and, you know, like, like take a few steps back to kind of shade Curry. And then, you know, when, if it gets to Curry still, you know, get ready to run back to the inbounder, obviously, but I think it's just a telling tale of the team. Look, I'm not going to blame Steph Curry for hitting that three. I'm mad that he hit the three, but there are people, <coughs> there are people, there are Rockets fans that are upset at the fact that they celebrated the way they did. Like people are like, oh my gosh, look at the way they're celebrating. They're, you know, they hit, you know, they're acting like they they won a championship. Like you're celebrating this hard because you beat a uh, you know, you beat the last place in the West team. I don't I'll give you my opinion. I don't have a problem with that, but I want to ask you, did, did you have an did you take issue with the way that they celebrated? No, no. Because they were I mean, they know where they're at uh so far in the season. They know they're a playoff team. Um they also know who they're playing. So and then I think they they definitely knew that, you know, they're also aware that Curry was having a not so good month. You know, they know he's not playing good. So for them to see him get a game winner like that, like I think, you know, being teammates, that's just like the team mentality. Like any any time, no matter who you're playing, a game, if it's the worst team in the league or the best team in the league, like if your teammate hits a game winner, you're gonna go crazy. <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna go crazy if you're the worst team or the best team in the NBA. Absolutely. Know? And I th- I thought the exact same thing when I saw that. When I saw it, like I didn't take issue with it personally, but there were a lot of <clears throat> so you know, we are really entrenched now on Rockets Twitter. So I'm seeing yeah. it and I and I'm seeing it live, and a lot of people are upset that the way they celebrated, oh my gosh, why are they celebrating the way they did? And at the end of the day, look. You know, we would have done the same thing. Exactly. And you know, the the same thing. Exactly. And this was at home for them. But you know what I thought about when I'm seeing all everything on my timeline? You know what I thought about 28? Let's rewind it back. 2018. There was a game either in March or April. The Rockets were on their way to 65 wins in the first seed in the West. We had a game against Phoenix. Gerald Green inbound pass hits the game winner. Phoenix was not a good team at that time. I don't think they were the worst team in the West, but they definitely weren't. They definitely weren't even in the playoffs at that point. Mm -hmm. So do, 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 do do Rockets fans forget the way that we celebrated? We acted like we won a damn championship. Harden is getting everybody. Harden's getting hyped. Everyone's punching Gerald Green. Gerald Green's on the floor going nuts. Everyone's screaming. Harden's like, ah, you know, getting everybody up. Everyone's hyped. Like, it, like I look, I understand that Rockets Twitter, like they had, they're, they're homers. They hate the fact that it's Golden State. Of course, I do too. I know you do too, T Smooth. But at the end of the day, you're right. It's a gamer. How many gamers do you get? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Curry, Curry is is that that's the sole example alone of knowing that he never hit a game winner in his life in, in his not yeah. his life, but in the NBA. So that's why I'm just like, yo, guys, like you can't even equate it. Rockets fans, you can't even equate it to the fact that they beat the worst team in the West because we did the exact same thing four years ago when Gerald Green yeah. celebrated. So there really isn't, you know, you're, I don't know, man. Like when I heard that, I was just like, this is, uh, y'all are just overreacting. Like, dude, we're not the better. Not, team. not a huge deal. Yeah. The better. Yeah. I mean, we know where we're going to end up. And, I was, yeah. You know, the, the, the Warriors are, 
have a better chance. They they have a uh, a chance to win a title possibly. So I mean, it's not anything to get our feelings hurt over, you know. I'm happy with the fact that we competed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's the main thing. You know, we competed. We we kept them on their uh, on their toes the entire game. You know, and it took a game winner by their best player to win. So it just shows we can we can beat any team. It just shows we we have the we have the firepower to beat any team. Do you want a do you want a quick uh, fun fact before we go on a break? I'll give you I'll give you a quick fun fact. Let's go. So the Rockets were one and sixteen, right? In the double big. Mm-hmm. We we are now thirteen <clears throat> and seventeen since we got rid of the double big lineup. That would put it that would put us slightly ahead of the of the tenth seed. If we had continued to go without, if we went without the double big to start the season, if that was the pace that we were going at at 13 and 17, I think we right. would be around nine or 10 and vying for a play in spot. Mm-hmm. 13 and 17, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. So, who who was the, uh, was it Tate would be the technically like the power forward? Yes, yes, that would be okay. Tate. Yeah, yeah. So, Tate. Uh, if, if Woods was the center, Wood would be at the five Gordon at the okay. three, that would be so. Cause like the 10th K- seat right KBJ now, and yeah, yeah. KP and Jalen, obviously, okay. unless one of them is out, then you plug in Garrison, wherever you need to plug him in. But I mean, like, look, dude, we're not as bad as, as, uh, some pundits assumed that we, we are what we were going to be like, we're a lot better 13 and 17. That's not bad, dude. That's really, really good. Yeah. And we're competing. That's surprising. Yep. That's a that's a crazy fun fact. That's a fun fact. You know, I'm known for those. I'm known for those T smooth. That's what I do. Hey man. All right, let's put you, put you in that put you in that front office over there with that with that big red logo. Hey, come on, man. Don't even joke, dude. That's the goal, man. Rockets Rockets, if you're listening, please. Hi, don't just hire me in the GM. Hire T Smooth as well. All three of us will take that job. Please. Come on, man. I'll do anything. Nah. <laughs> I'll do anything. Let's stare at the screen and be like, I'll do anything. Anything. I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Before we get too crazy, we're going to take a quick break so we can plug in our ads real quick. So just give us one minute and uh, we'll be right back. Shop Woodhouse Ford first and experience the difference. The all-new 2022 Bronco Sport is built wild for the thrill seeker, the sightseer, and the day tripper. A capable and dependable SUV that's ready to tackle the dirt, dust, and mud. Bronco Sport offers four models to match the way you explore the outdoors. Shop, finance, and buy your way. Online at WoodhouseFord.com or one of our three convenient Ford locations in Blair, Omaha, or Plattsmith. What's up, y'all? It's Samoa Bro, a.k.a. Sean from Shots and Thoughts, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Summit State of Mind presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. I am joined by my co-host for tonight, T-Smooth, a.k.a. Timoteo Keister. T-Smooth, how you doing right now, man? You good? Good, man. Let's, let's get to it. Yeah, dude. This is, look, I'm just going to get straight to the point here on our next topic. It's garnering a lot of controversy, and it's something that we absolutely need to talk about. Let's talk about Jalen Green in these last two games. I'll give you some stats. 
and then I'll hand it over to you. And I want your opinion on how he's been playing lately. He's had 10 points combined in his last two games. He shot three for 24 total from the field. He's one for nine from three. He's a combined minus 27 in these last two games in the plus minus category. He sat, never played the fourth quarter in Utah. And like, like you said earlier in the pod, he came in and he closed the game in, in Golden State despite shooting 0 for 11. You know, Silas trusted him. Um, but overall, he's dealing with legit, like legit struggles the first time in his career now. This is where he's at. I'll give you my opinion, but I want to ask you first, T-Smooth. After giving you those stats, after you know seeing that the way he's been playing, you've been able to watch all these games, the game against Utah, the game against Golden State. What's been your overall opinion of Jalen Green's play? I mean, he's just shooting-wise struggling. Um, I think he does need to just get to the line, you know, take it to the cup more. Um, don't just shoot jumpers, um, especially when you know you aren't shooting it too well. Because um, I feel like the uh, the war the Warriors game, he tried to shoot himself like out of the slump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just kept shooting, shooting, shooting the ball. You know, especially when everybody else on our team was getting to the cup so easily and scoring inside. So. Um, I think he should switch it up a little bit, go to the basket more, try and draw fouls. But, I mean, it's NBA. Um, there's a lot of games. When he came back from the injury, he was on fire. So, you know what I mean? He, he's bound to – it's going to be up and down for him, his rookie season, um, from the looks of it. Uh, so, this – I think he'll be out of the slump maybe after this next game. Um, I think he'll be out of the slump. He'll he'll start. We'll start to see him slowly get better and better. Um, just shoot a little less, you know. Shoot shoot less threes. Maybe maybe drive. Get try and get more free throws. Work work the referees a little bit. Uh, that's what I want to see him do. You know, like kind of get that veteran like uh, sweep through the arms or you know like harden little harden. plays, man. Yeah, man. Just like the smart stuff, like. Like learn learn how to draw fouls. Like if he can do that early in his career, I mean he's gonna have a long, even longer career. You know, he he's gonna start averaging more. You know, because I mean a lot of these all stars, a quarter to even you know half their points are from free throws. Yeah, you know, James, absolutely. James Harden, for example, I mean when he was with the Rockets was what. 13, 14 free throws a game, something mm, like that. Yep, yep. You know, and, and he makes almost all of them every game. I mean, so you can, yeah, least, yeah, yeah. At least 10 points a game was coming from free throws, you know, so that's a good chunk of chunk of points added on to his average just from shooting free throws. So if he can learn that, then um, he'll only get better, so. Yeah, like yeah. I think in regards to like what you what you're saying, uh, to learn to draw that foul and get the contact, you know, there's I notice he tries, but it's the NBA and it sounds bad. This is so against like uh, basketball fundamentals 101, but you have to sell the call. 
And I think he tries kind of to a degree, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's a respect factor as well. The refs aren't going to give him the call. I, I think to get him out of the slump, you're telling you, you were saying that he needs to, you know, shoot the ball less, maybe attack the cup more, try to get foul calls. I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. On top of that, I'd like to also see him have a counter move, you know, just when when the jump shot is not falling, if the dry if you have someone like Gobert in the paint and you can't drive, um, or because like that's what happened in Utah. I mean, Gobert was just taking his cookies like every time he drove into the cup. I want to see a counter move. I want to see like a I want to see him develop like a floater. I want to see him develop a little, I want a more consistent midi. I want to you know, dare I say, like maybe in the maybe see him a little bit in the low block, see what he can do there. Like I just want to see a counter move of some sort when when you're not hitting your threes, when you're not hitting your jumpers. That's where James Harden was really separated himself. You know, in regards to what you were saying, that's how James Harden separated himself from every other player in the NBA is the his ability mm-hmm. to learn counter moves and learn a different one every year. The floater, yeah. the step back the euro like and when you're not when you're not shooting good go to the hole and get fouled foul. like yeah get fouled i can't i can't like tell you how many games james harden shot 2 for 12 4 for 15 and, and would still get 20 points yeah, yeah. 20 free throws, dude. <laughs> like, what the hell? thank you <laughs> ridiculous dude so i is it time though look the jalen green haters are loud they're loud. They're just as loud as the Jalen Green supporters. People are panicking. Like I'll be honest. Like that—that's the vibe I'm getting from Rockets Twitter. But Rockets Twitter is a—it can be quite wild sometimes. But it seems like mm-hmm. there are—you know—some fans are hitting the panic button here. And I'll give you like my point of view first. I—I I honestly look. He's averaging 15 points a game, and like I like I said, he can do this. He can average 15 with his eyes closed. Like, I know that. Yeah, I know he can score. I know he's in a slump. But someone posted something really cool in regards to the first, like, X amount of games that he's played. I think they compared it to Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal averaged, like, 13.6. And I think uh, Jalen Green's averaging, like, 14.5. But their stats are pretty much aligned exactly the same way their first, like, first however many games we've played. Um mm-hmm. It's pretty much exactly the same. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be Bradley Beal, but I mean, like, look, I just I need fans to just chill out for a minute because he's still he's 19 years old. Okay. yeah, man. T-Smooth, you're a big Jalen Green supporter. You wanted him initially from the draft. Would you hit a panic button on him? No, no. Thank you. People are jumping shit too quick. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the it's the same people that have their uh, judgments 10 games into the NBA season talking about <laughs> this team is going to be the best team. This team is going to be the worst team. Freaking 10 games into the NBA, se- NBA season. Like, bro, yeah. come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> just give it time. Like, this guy's a kid. He's got a long way to go, you know. Like, um, there's one player – maybe two that I can remember that was just like that, that came out right out of uh, high school or college. One. Yeah. One, basically LeBron and Shaq, like 
we already knew, like, straight from high school, LeBron was going to be a monster first year. And what did he do? He was a monster, you know, year one. Same with Shaq. I mean, when he came out of college, those were, like, the two first, you know, wherever they came out of to come to the NBA. Like, we didn't – no one expected Jalen to come out of the Ignite League and just be a monster. Like, come on, man. Just – slow down he's playing really well you know for where he's at right now all we have nothing but time you know he has nothing but time to just work hard and develop and hopefully he'll develop into what we hope he can be and I'm sure what he wants to be so we'll see just yeah there's no 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 jump ship or none of that especially I mean yeah we look and we see Cade I mean he's killing it Cade's killing it, you know, but we knew if we had the number one pick, we would have went with Cade. Exactly. We wouldn't have went with Jalen if we had the one one pick. So Be real. any team, yeah, us, anybody, any team who would have had the number one pick would have went Cade. So we got Jalen at two, so we got time. I mean, there's not, nothing to jump ship over. Absolutely, absolutely not. Jalen Green is – uh, he has like flashes of that brilliance that we know he's capable of. Look, he's just, like, we already said it. He's 19 years old. There is also something else that I did want to talk to you about in regards to Jalen green. The reason why a lot of people are thinking that his development is slower is because they're prioritizing coaches and Silas are prioritizing KP's development over Jalen. Because of the fact that, you know what I mean? Because of the fact that um, KP's a point guard and it's his first year as a point guard. Like, what, what, what do you think about that? Like, that, that's, what the, that's what some Jalen supporters are saying. That they're saying that, oh, um, you know, KP's being developed. Like, he's, you know, he, they're, they're prioritizing his development over Jalen's. What do you think about that? No, they're a team. They're all, all their player coaches. It's all them individually. I mean... Every they're all they're all human, man. They're gonna have bad games, they're gonna have good games. They're all gonna have the want to get better. You know, it just depends on how much work each one of them individually puts in. Like the coaches and all that, the play they all get the same amount of shots up. Like every player can go to you know the player development coach and be like, Hey, I want to get shots up. That coach is gonna say, Okay, let's go. Uh KJ Martin, you know, let's go Wood. Like they're gonna do that for every player. It's if they want to. It's you know the work that these guys want to put in. So absolutely, um, the coaches putting more, um, I guess, attention or whatever on a certain player. I don't think that's happening because to be honest, if they don't ask the coaches, those coaches are gonna go home and go home with their wives and kids you know what i mean that's they, true they, everybody has their own lives you know what i mean so uh if, if those players ask and need help then those coaches will help because yeah. i mean that's their job you know they're not going to force these guys to do something they don't want to do so exactly and i think like in regards to that um the kp over jalen uh development like development wise it's it's a hard it's like a tightrope because this is you can argue this is KP's rookie a full rookie year and especially getting that time as a point guard like this is his in all technical terms rookie year point guard 
So the ball's going to be in his hands because he's the point guard. Mm-hmm. And they're going to give him that they're going to give him that leeway because he's the point guard. So that's why I think in regards to that, like I totally agree with you 100%. Look, as long as you put the work in the gym and you continue to to do get those reps, do what you need to do. The cream always rises to the top. He's always really good. Jalen Green just needs to continue to work it, continue to get better. And we know yep. what he's capable of. Like we see this, like we know what the flashes yep. are. And I think he's going to be just yep. fine. Dude, if the yeah, f- yeah, if he's Bradley Beal, if that is like what he's going to be, I'll take that, dude. Any day of the week. Bradley Beal is a freak, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, it, and KPJ, like you said, he's the point guard. He starts the game off with the ball in his hand. So, of course, he's going to look like he gets more attention because he has the ball in his hands. Like, he gets the first look at everything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a reason the coaches put him at point guard. They see that he's – I mean, you watch the games. He's not just dribbling up the court and going to shoot the ball every single time. Like, he's looking yeah. to pass the ball, you know. Yeah. Even though his decisions aren't always the best, you know, but he's working on that, you know, and and it's he's getting better, obviously. But you know, that's uh, no, I don't, I don't think there's any um, attention being put on him more than than Green. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. So, okay, Jalen Green, you know, we're gonna get ready to move on here. But we'll close the book here on Jalen Green. I just want the fans, you know, just speaking to the fans, speaking to the universe, just to let everyone know to chill out. Like, it, like he'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, chill out. <laughs> chill the F out. He'll be just fine. Okay, let's go ahead and take one more break here, and we'll be right back. Shop Woodhouse Ford first and experience the difference. The all-new 2022 Bronco Sport is built wild for the thrill seeker, the sightseer, and the day tripper. A capable and dependable SUV that's ready to tackle the dirt, dust, and mud. Bronco Sport offers four models to match the way you explore the outdoors. Shop, finance, and buy your way. Online at WoodhouseFord.com or one of our three convenient Ford locations in Blair, Omaha, or Plattsmith. What's good, everybody? This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast with the commissioner and the GM. Let's get it. Welcome back, everyone, to the Summit State of Mind, presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. I am joined once again by Tim Keister, a.k.a. T-Smooth at the Summit, replacing the GM who's currently incapacitated or and or out of town. So let's... No, you, you probably got it right, incapacitated from the alcohol he's been drinking. Hey! My, my every, every, every store I see him post, he's got a different beer or a different bar. <laughs> like, damn! He, even in another city, like he's bar hopping in Houston, and now he's bar hopping in Seattle. He this already knew. He told me he loves like, his beer. He really does. He was like, he was like, dude, I'm gonna drink all this coffee, and I'm gonna get all this food, and I he's like, I already have like breweries in mind, and I'm like, bro, that's <laughs> all you, man. You know what? That is that is all you. But he has the spots, and at some point, you know, it'll happen. We'll all go. We're all planning on maybe, hopefully, going over there at some point. So. Speak it into yeah, existence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. So let's look. Let's talk. Continue to talk about Rockets. There's a big date happening. We got a date, Tim. It's coming very soon. I think February yeah. 10th is the tr- NBA trade deadline. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fact check that right right now. But I'm pretty sure it's, fe- it's like February 9th or 10th 
And mm-hmm. look, rockets are sellers. Yeah, February 10th at 2 p.m. Uh, Central Time is when it ends. And we're sellers this year. No doubts about it. We are a we are a rebuilding team. We're a lottery team going for the first pick. Um, we're not trying to win anything here. So we're going to definitely be sellers. But you made such a good point, and I almost glossed over it, but you brought this up before we even started. We set it off air to talk about major news that popped up towards the end of the week. And that was the fact that the Rockets were going to be open to a Russell Westbrook trade to re- to get Russell Westbrook back for John Wall. Now, this is l- this is absolutely lit up the entire uh, Twitter sphere as I continue to refer to them as. Um, I have to ask you, man. Look, I- I'll-, I'll just preface by saying this: Russell Westbrook is not going to play for the Rockets. I'm pretty certain he's not going to play for the Rockets if he ever gets traded here. We need a first round pick just to we're going to get a first round pick. There's no way I'm not doing a straight up swap and you know what I mean? But I want to ask you, give me your immediate thoughts when you heard the news of a Russell Westbrook for John Wall trade. I can't even say it with a straight face. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. Hell no. We want a first round pick. But but you just, well, that that's you. You said straight up. If it's straight up. No. Okay. Uh, Straight up. No, I just rather, I rather keep, keep playing with what we have let our guys get the experience you know yeah. let them run. yeah let our guys build the chemistry and get the experience we have now um because if we do straight up trade um Westbrook will just end up being a, another trade piece and then right now his stock isn't very high um you know the way he's playing especially age wise so if we were going to offload him um it'd be more difficult than when we last had him, <laughs> you know, so it just gets um, worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, not straight up, but if we got a first round mm. for him, I would, I probably would and sit him, but I don't know how that would work with him. I don't think he's the type of player like John Wall to just like sit out and collect his money. You know what I mean? No. I think he would definitely want to play. He'd probably be like, you know, get me the F out of here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. then we'd have another whole Ben Simmons situation or something. You know, something I don't like want that, it. You know I, I don't mean? I don't want yeah, it. Yeah, it's just it's too too much, man. Too much. You know what I mean? So just no to the whole thing, you know. Um yeah. Know. I'll, I'll say this though, in in regards to this trade, if it gives us a first round pick and we have, there's no way we're not going to keep Westbrook <coughs> on the bench. He's for, he's too stubborn. That's never going to happen. Yeah, man. The idea no the idea would be that he would get released like that. That we have to waive him. That's like I I don't ever want to see him suiting up in a Rockets uniform again. It's nothing personal, but we got our own plans. I ain't trying to see that. But you know yeah. the the hilarious thing about this all, uh, T Smooth. We traded when we traded Russell Westbrook for John Wall. Imagine, imagine Raphael Stone doing this. We traded Russell Westbrook for John Wall. We get a first round pick from Washington, right? Could you imagine trading John Wall now for Russell Westbrook and getting another first round pick? We just fleeced 
two different teams for two different guys that we've both just interchanged them with, and we didn't give up. Oh uh, no, dude, Rafael Stone. I I will I will worship the ground that man walks on if he can if if John Wall and Russell Westbrook just net us two unprotected first round picks like dude I would be like bro what the hell kind of wizardry did Daryl Morey teach you because that's incredible if if he ever if if he was able to get this done like with yeah. the idea that Westbrook obviously would be waived like without with that has to be i think that has to be that would, yeah premeditated okay. you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's no way he's come into houston without being waived like Derek fisher when we people tend to forget we acquired Derek fisher but we waived him right away or we, we traded him no, no no we waived him right away um mm-hmm. trevor Ariza, he ended up getting traded back here in 2020 but you know we had to trade him obviously to get christian wood he's never gonna suit up you know what i mean would, so, but you'd say you'd do the deal though, straight up, if you had a, if it came with a first round pick and he'd get waived. Yeah, I would do that. <clears throat> Especially what? So, would we still be paying John Wall? No, that, no, no, that, no. That 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 would be completely. Uh, it would no. The the entire salary goes to L.A., but then we'd absorb all of Westbrook's. Sa- we'd have to pay Westbrook unless we buy him out. That would have to be the case. I think we want so to. We waive them. So yeah. if we waive them, we pay his salary. Uh, so so when you work buyouts now, uh, this is where I wish the GM was at least here so he could uh he could fact check. Yeah, because I, I don't know how how it when, works. Because if you if he's under contract and then we decide to waive him, yeah. So you buy I him out. We yeah. So it's basically a buyout. Like it is, would, it'd be a buyout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It'd be yeah. a buyout. And, yeah, it'd be a wave and a buyout. So if you do the buyout, the thing is about the buyout is that John, the reason why we haven't bought out John Wall is because he's not willing to take less money. The thing is, is that when you deal with buyouts, you have to, you come to a conclusion with the player that they agree to a certain amount that they're going to get paid. They're not going to get paid their total amount. Um, right. They're not going to get paid their total amount. They have to agree to take less. And then I think you get paid for all that straight up or it's like a wave and stretch and you get paid over time. But um, I th- uh, the reason why we haven't done that with John Walls because he's not willing to do it. I think Westbrook is willing to do it. Um, he's not going to want to play for the Rockets anyways. I'm pretty sure he'll take a buyout at that point. So we wouldn't pay him the full 40 million. I think we'd pay. I mean, it's got to okay. be some. It wouldn't be paid 40 million, though. I don't, I don't think so. Off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah, no, if we trade John Wall, though, John Wall's salary gets shipped off to a. Uh, to LA, but I mean, you have <laughs> the exact same salary in return. So it's your, it's, it's, right. Yeah. It's apples to apples, bro. At this point. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. Hey, but the taxes here are to be cheaper for him. So. Oh, bro, brother, come on. <laughs> the, now. Ta- the taxes would be cheaper. That's why, that's why I'm like John Wall, bro. What are you smoking, man? Like, come on, man. Come on. Like hook it, <laughs> hook, hook us up. Take the buyout, my man. Goodness gracious. Okay. Yes. So let's continue to talk about the trade deadline. I want to reference Space City Scoop right now. Shout out to Andy Lindbergh, obviously our partners over at SpaceCityScoop.com, always doing big time things. And he just released an article today. I want to spotlight this because I think this is very important. It's actually very interesting. And it's 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 important what's going on right now because of the trade deadline. And he had an article uh, ranking the Houston Rockets veterans by trade value. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen with you, T Smooth, so you can see what I see and you All can right. That way you can kind of, you know, have an idea of what's going on and I can share it with you so you can see. Let me know. Can you see? I think you should be able to see. 
Yeah, sure can. Yep. Okay, great. You are on the co- – no, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, man. Come on down, man. <laughs> okay, so let's Kenny, talk close about- out your history, Kenny. Hey, bro, chill out, bro. I got I got Jalen Green stats. Don't, don't, don't look at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about let's talk about this. Okay, so shout out to MB Lindbergh, obviously, uh, for making this <clears throat> veteran trade value. Uh, so let's talk about it right now. Ranking value at number six, he ranks DJ Augustine as no trade value. Do we agree? Do we disagree? No trade value. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I'm not sure we can. Yeah, not too sure any, especially for his size. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure we can get anything back for that. His age and size, it'd be tough. He lost his. He's lost his quickness, from what I, you know, from obviously because he's 34, dude. It's hard. I mean, you can mm-hmm. always use a backup point guard, but yeah, I, I thought <laughs> that in the beginning of the season, but seeing him play, I mean, he's. It's been pretty okay, but yeah, he's been injured, like they said, injured, and he's 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 making seven million. It's it's hard to it's hard to uh to thumbs up that as value. So I don't mm-hmm. think he has. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he has any value at this point. So let's rank number five and four. He puts five and four with uh, David Nwaba and Daniel Tice with some value. Do you agree or disagree? No, oh, I agree. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Daniel Tice, two, yeah, two solid backups. Um, anywhere they go, uh, Tice, pretty disappointing season for us, mm-hmm. especially for what we paid him. Um, but for another team, definitely a solid backup. He can yeah. give some a, a team uh, twenty minutes a game around there. Be I productive. Think, I think Daniel Tice, if he's um, he's look, I think honestly, the two big lineup was such a detriment to him that I think it's really tanked his trade value. Because to be honest, I think if you plug Daniel Tice anywhere, any contending team could use him. He's a backup big. He's smart. He's a smart guy. It's just that he got put into a tough situation. So I think he'll thrive wherever he goes. I and mean, he's proven that he played for the Celtics when they made the playoffs. Like he's proven it. He's, he's a serviceable guy and, and you're right. David Nwaba. The only thing that holds me back on David Nwaba with some value is that he can't hit a three to save his life. And exactly. In the NBA, and, and in the, yeah. Cause the NBA today, man, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very tough. He would just be the, the guy that comes in and gives you a, uh, that's, five to ten minutes spark and play good defense, get a hustle play, and then he once he misses a three and they stop playing him at the three-point line and then you're playing five on four, that's when you just take him out of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like, Could you imagine like David Nawab? And imagine P.J. Tucker if he didn't have a three-point shot. I mean, that's basically what you're getting with David Nawab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Okay, so let's let's move on here. That was five and four. Let's go to number th- numbers three and two. He ranks three and two at, I guess maybe not maybe not ranked wise, but maybe like just <clears throat> paired them together. Maybe Eric Gordon and Jay Sean Tate. I put Jay Sean Tate at number three, and I'd put Gordon at number two in my opinion. And Absolutely. Do you agree with this take that they have a, that they have strong uh, trade value? Oh yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Eric Gordon. I mean, he's playing amazing this season. Killing um, it. 
if he was putting up the numbers he is with us on another team, he would definitely be like an all-star or probably even six man of the year. I mean, you name it, he's killing it. Uh, yeah, for sure deserves to be on a, a contending team. He would, he would definitely uh, contribute to any team he goes to. So I dude, I agree. One thing thousand percent i really hope eric gordon gets traded to a contending team i think he deserves a championship and it just goes to show his professionalism man he's been doing like with everything you've been seeing from wood and kpj like gordon is like if there's any guy that deserves to like throw a f- not throw a fit but like have issues mm. i like to think gordon's earned that right to have issues if he wanted to but look he's just yeah, bro. he's a consummate professional you know he's, he's taking- the one yeah. While we have him, he's the one that's got to be the voice in the locker room, which I know he isn't. And no. I wish he was because they can learn a lot from him, man. Like, he's a true professional. Like, keeps his head down, shuts his mouth, and, like, does what he's supposed to do, man. Like, they can I'm- learn a lot from him. But, you know, he's not – I don't think he's the type of guy to, like, speak up and – tell a guy like hey don't do that you know no no i think he's a guy that he just shows up he just shows up does his job and that's that's Mm. and and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that but you need that and it's interesting that we're talking we're spotlighting eric gordon here because did you look at did you listen to that old man in the three podcast with uh with jj reddick because he he said so the question was is that they pick pick one guy who who has the highest value in the NBA right now to be traded to a contending team? He picked mm-hmm. EG. Oh, he's, okay. He's that that must have been a yeah. that which one this was the recent must have been the one latest one. Must have been the latest one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't I haven't heard the latest one. Okay. I'm gonna have to listen to that. Yeah, he he added his value saying that like you can't I don't know. The people only people in Houston will truly understand the value that he has, and apparently JJ Reddick understands too, which is great. But he's like the ancillary like he says that he has that like ancillary piece. I I don't think I'm saying that word right, but like he, what he provides is big shots. He's a big shot maker in the playoffs, proven big time defender, still very underrated defender in my opinion. And he's just a consummate professional. You can use that on any team and you can, he compared it. He compared it to PJ Tucker. Holy crap. This game is wild. (laughs) <laughs> are you watching the, oh you're yeah the uh, i'm saying it too this game is what we are yeah, currently bro. like we're on zoom but i'm I, t smooth has the game on i have the game on and buffalo just scored again and i'm just oh man my, my, my mind is blown i know we're trying to stay on the rockets but like i'm gonna keep this too this is i'm gonna keep this i'm not cutting this this is this is real man oh, we're, we're, this is no, real it's football, real bro, bro. back to back games geez. have been great them chiefs got 13 seconds man to get a field goal to tie it Man. They get. They need to get the. Uh, the thing is, is that they need a two point conversion here, right? So that they can. Uh... Oh wait, no, no, no. The yeah, yeah, they only need a. a they yeah, they're a, yeah. Point. Okay. Oh my goodness gracious! Okay. Wow. All right. Okay. So let's circle back. Let's circle back here. Yeah. Eric Gordon. Look, any team would be lucky to have him, and you'd have to agree, right? Oh yeah, agreed for sure. He can't. I don't know, man. Like people, like all the pundits, like everyone's like devaluing him. Fan bases are devaluing him. I'm like, whatever, guys. Like y'all have no idea what you're gonna get with EG. A, think about it. Like the percentages he's averaging, and on top of that, like imagine what he can bring to your team. Like just go back, watch the tapes of us against the Warriors. You'll see what he provides. Yep, absolutely. 
All right, so let's move on here. I wonder who number one is. I'm pretty sure it's Christian Wood. But what 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 would you say, Jay Sean? Like, where would you trade Jay Sean? Though? That's like, oh, you, it's, yeah, I, ah, man, it's I, hard to to see where he would trade to. You know what I mean? I would because like he fits well with us. Like we uh, need him. Yeah. Like, I like having him. Like we need a player like that. But like. A lot of the teams already have players like kind of like him, I would say. It's a team-friendly contract. Like we'll start well, let's start there with the fact that he has a team-friendly contract. He's great value. It's it's fantastic value that you're getting for him right now. So I, I don't I wouldn't trade him for anybody, dude. Honestly, anything short of like getting a potential star or getting a, a top draft pick. Look, honestly, mm-hmm. if 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 one of these terrible teams look, for example, if OKC wants to give us their first round pick right now for Jay Sean Tate and and we can net two top picks, I mean, I'm not going to blink twice. I I trade Jay Sean Tate. I tra- I trade him whoever they right. want. I trade him whoever they want outside of Jalen Green and uh yeah, maybe just Jalen Green, <laughs> Jalen Green, and then maybe Alperin Shangun. But I'll trade anybody else. But there's right. just there's no deals to be had, in all honesty, yeah. in regards to Jay Sean Tate, because there's just nobody that's gonna. Uh, there's just no good value that you're gonna get in return for him. But what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, his trade value is that great. You know, I wouldn't have him at at three. You know what I mean? I don't think I would have him at number three. I would have him lower than that because. I mean, like, he's a hard player and everything, but on any other team, he would just kind of be like a David Nwaba. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's hard for me to ga- it's, it's hard for me to gauge with him though, just because it, the contract he's is undersized. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Can't shoot, you know, and that's what every team is looking for. Like, if you're if you're going to be an under undersized big, like you at least got to be able to shoot. Yeah, absolutely. He just doesn't hit a consistent. He doesn't hit threes at a consistent clip, and that's always kind of what's bothered me about him, is that he just doesn't hit threes at a consistent. And more consistent than Nawaba, but it's just not enough for me to turn the needle on him, man. But I mean, look, like he's still young. He's twenty six years old. He's only making one point five million. Like, come on, man. Like, like that. That I get. That is the. That's the telling point. If a team, that's why I think that's why they put must have put the value that high. Because one point five million dollars at that type of talent that he provides, I mean, he gives you whatever PJ Tucker can give you, and then some, and then the age factor—the fact that he's only twenty-six—I think that that's huge. So I, I, I can see why they put him at number three, but I get your take too, as regards to why he could be lower. I just, I just can't imagine putting David Nwaba higher than Jason <laughs> Tate. <laughs> be real here, okay? So let's move to number one, Christian Wood, number one in value. Do we agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree. I, man, I don't know, man. It's it's hard for me to call, dude. I'm such a Christian Wood hater right now. No, I'm not a Christian Wood hater. <laughs> I am a Christian Wood. Uh, what's that word? I like to. What's that word? I'm a. I'm a. I'm a critic. I'm a Christian Wood critic. You know, that's what I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm just being real here. What? So, if given the opportunity, would you trade him? This this uh for, during like this trade deadline, or would you hold on to him for the rest of the season? I would hold on to. I mean, it just depends on what we get for him. You know, I don't want to trade him unless we have to. I'm not just gonna trade him for, you know, sake of trading him. Card. 
yeah, gift card to the academy or some shit. Gift, you know was what, it, what was it that you said for KPJ? What is it? Uh, uh, bag, a bag of chips and some fucking <laughs> toilet paper or something <laughs> like that. Like, yeah, dude. Or what but, was that? Who was that one player who got? It was um, I remember he said this. He was on uh, JJ Reddick's podcast. Uh, Kyle Korver. Remember, he was traded for a fucking fax machine. Literally. Oh yeah. <laughs> but well. Well, it wasn't, it, he was, the money that was, he was trade like the money they gave the other team Yeah, for him, they used that money. It was only enough to buy like a, like a copy machine or something like that. That's how I, much money they, they traded him for. Yeah. And I never heard of enough. that. You didn't? Oh, no. Man, you gotta, yeah. That was like, uh, who was it? Was it the Sixers? When they I mean, let him gotta go, be. it's got to be when he was, he was on the he was I mean that's where he made a name for himself when he was on the Sixers. It it might have been that it was it was some team, but yeah, the money they gave him away with, they ended up buying a freaking like a fax machine with that money. <laughs> it's <was> hilarious. <laughs> well, at least Cal Corvin can look back at it and laugh now. <laughs> oh yeah, with with a ring, <laughs> so, with a ring, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I would I would trade wood. I just think his value is at the highest right now. So I would mm-hmm. trade him. But like you said, it is about what you can get in return. I would, I don't know, man, like in regards to Christian Wood, if we can get someone like a PJ Washington, you know, someone uh, first round draft pick and unprotected pick, it's hard to say no to those, obviously, because mm-hmm. we're rebuilding. Um, I'm pretty done with this Christian Wood, man. I'm, I'm, I, I got to be honest with you. And the GM echoes the same sentiments. I'm just, I want to see the continued development of LP. I want to, I'm just tired of what people are saying that, you know, it takes away from the development of, of, of Jalen Green to a degree too, because these are shots that Jalen Green can have, like in the fourth quarter, for instance, because they keep feeding Wood. Like mm-hmm. it's not, I don't think it's going to impede long term, but I want, I just want to see Wood gone. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be brutally honest, man. I'm at that point, so. Yeah. But, I mean, it's – he plays, you know, well sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, you got to give him credit where credit's due. Yeah, you know what I mean? He does – I mean, like, it's cute. He does good for the stats, but I don't know, man. I don't see much else besides that. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Until he starts boxing out and getting boards in the fourth quarter, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Hey, that the Warriors game, man. He was set. That's what surprised me in the Warriors game. He was actually hitting people on screens, like he was actually setting screens. I was like, damn, Christian Wood, like he's not like slipping them, you know, letting them, letting people run over him, you know. He knows like, the trade value. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I yo, take was... me off this team. I think he was trying to impress the Warriors because that's what he wants to do. <laughs> He's like, look, look, coach, coach, coach Curry, look, look I can set a screen. I can set I can screens s- for Curry like this, you know? Like, <laughs> And it's the, hey, hey, seriously, you might be onto something. Conspiracy theory right away because, look, <laughs> it's the only game I've, yeah, like you've ever seen him set a legit screen. I don't there know, man. Go. I don't know, yeah. dude, but I'll gladly take James Wiseman and or Kaminga off your hands. <laughs> hey. Uh, yes, Kuminga, dude. He's like, he's about to be the next Giannis. Dude. <laughs> if he puts on some more muscle, man, because he can handle the ball and he's got like a little jumper. Absolutely, he, he's like, he looks like he's seven feet. He looks like a, a mini Giannis out there right now. It, people better watch out if if he gets um, 
if he gets any stronger, he's going to be a problem. Kaminga, man, that's going to be like big time. Like if he ends up developing like that, like if the ceiling is Giannis, that's pretty scary to think about. Because Giannis alone is already a daunting, like he's already a phenom alone. I can't imagine someone else like, but that seems to be the trend in the direction that this NBA is going, you know, athletic, tall, um, rim running with handles and strength. Mm -hmm. Like that seems to be the the going direction now of these guys. Okay. Yo, T-Smooth, let's get ready to go home here. Thank you so much, man. You really filled, you you know what? I'm going to say this. You didn't just fill in, man. You exceeded you exceeded the Ooh. expectations. I think uh, I think I might see a replacement. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Nah, GM, that, I, nah, GM. I'm just kidding. GM, that's my brother, man. I love you, dude. I'm I'm totally kidding, by the way. But uh, you, a replacement. But let's just say, let's just say an add on. Uh, an, an add on. There we go. There you go. I might get another seat at the table. There you go. I just love giving crap to my brother. He's my brother. But. T smooth man, look. Thank you so much. You, you you know you always come on and you always bring you you bring the fire. You bring the info. You bring the knowledge. And uh, yeah, dude, this isn't this is like a hand of glove, man. This is just you know I just have a different co-host, but it's the same thing, dude. Same facts, same facts spitting, and I appreciate it, dude. You did great. I appreciate it, man. And hey, man, shout out to you and Justin, man. Y'all have been killing it with the guests <laughs> killing it y'all just had uh craig and yeah. uh vaughn and yeah. then you had vaughn again before <laughs> yeah. That, bro? yeah yeah like bro how <laughs> like how oh, that, oh. Where, what are the bri- what are the bribes like I, hey vaughn <laughs> uh, craig what vaughn craig what what are these guys giving y'all because i'm not getting it <laughs> like what are you are y'all getting like free steak dinners like what's going on man <laughs> well you know what uh, okay we can go home on that let's go I'll, I'll, I'll give you i'll give you a quick story okay i'll give you how we got this to happen i'll give you a quick story as we go home here uh on the pod so we had vaughn on that prior week right we had him on la not this not this past week but the week before and uh-huh. we told him you know and i know you listen to the episodes we, we had told him already that you know craig always talks about you on the podcast so then we uh got got his response obviously we turned around i spliced his response i got it on video and then i turned around and then i uploaded to twitter i uploaded to twitter and i know that's the thing like like i know you're you're strong in the instagram but i know you don't i don't think you have a twitter tim right no i don't okay. i don't so the the instagram game's one thing that's how we got mm-hmm. vaughn we got the twitter game to get craig because what happened was i upload this and craig loves vaughn so I was like, yo, everybody tag Craig Ackerman, you know, at CA Ackerman. Let's get him, you know, let's get these two reunited. Uh-huh. So I kid you not, dude, I am, I, I post this as I'm coming back from break. So I'm coming back from break from my job and I go back to my kids since I'm a teacher. Um, not five minutes after I'm just chilling. Like I take my kids outside. I have my Apple watch on all of a sudden I'm here. I'm seeing, I'm feeling these pings. Right. And I'm not thinking anything. Like, I'm just like, all right, whatever. These are probably just texts. I'll look at it later. Justin calls me. Justin calls me. He's like, dude, have you checked? Have you checked Twitter? And I was like, no, he was like, yo, Craig already responded. Craig already said, hey, man, this is cool. Oh, that's he, was like, tight. he was like, dude, this is awesome. Thanks for sharing. Like, that's all he said, right? And then now that he retweeted it, we're getting all these likes and retweets and follows. And a ton of people, the hilarious thing is a ton of people are tagging him. But he was the first person that saw it and, and commented. <laughs> so that was the funny part about all of this. So a bunch of people, including Ryan Hollins, 
uh, tagged him. And he had already seen it. And, you know, kudos to the GM. I will give my brother just endless credit. He's just, he's just the, he's the man, dude. Like he really is. He, he's the one I'm at work. He straight up told Craig, Hey man, give us a follow. We'd love to interview you. Craig said he's down immediately followed us back. We messaged back and forth, got a time scheduled with him and Vaughn and, and what, you know, what, as they say, the rest is history, man. We got them both on and networking, man. That's big time, man. (laughs) That's big time. Hey, and you said Ryan Holland. So, Hey, Ryan Holland's your next buddy. That's what I'm (laughs) saying. That's what we've been saying. I got to get Ryan to meet us at the summit at some point. I want to hear what he has to say about the Rockets, how he likes his job and everything like that. Like, that'd be tight. That would be, I'd love to hear a story. That would be great. I would love to hear a story, honestly. I hope that we can get him on at some point. I'd really be I'd really be happy to get him on. So hopefully I can, can wink, wink, Craig. I just message him real quick and be like, hey, now you have that avenue. You got Craig to go through now. So that's that's awesome. And then you reunited, you reunited Craig and Vaughn. Yeah, Dude, that's just that's awesome. That was good. Con- it was. I'll be. I won't lie to you, man. That was a. That was such wholesome content, and like mm-hmm. with everything that was going on with the Rockets and like everyone's complaining about Jalen Green minutes and stuff like that. I was like, you know what, y'all, just take a step back. Let me give y'all some good. Let me give y'all a good <laughs> Rockets feel good story here. So I'm just happy, that's man. Awesome. Dude, thanks, man. I appreciate that, dude. That means a lot. Yeah, man. You. You're you're OG and. You know, you're you're our guy. You've been you've been our guy from day one, T Smooth. And dude, I appreciate it, man. And I'll send the love to, to the GM. He knows it. And uh yeah, dude, I appreciate it. Anything anything else you have to say before we go home here? Any shout outs? No, man. Nothing else, man. Just keep up the good work. Y'all are doing great. Keep the content coming because I'm sure everybody's waiting for that next guest. <laughs> Yeah, man. I know. I just keep. I keep. I told GM. I'm like, yo, man. We gotta <laughs> no, keep setting no the pressure. bar. I know. We're like, we keep setting this bar higher, man. At some point, yeah. at some point, we gotta. You know what I mean? So, you know, we'll hope for it, and uh, we'll definitely get there. But, dude, T Smooth, once again, man, meeting us at the summit, first ever, like first time you've ever co-hosted, and you killed it. And I appreciate it, and I appreciate you uh, so much for that. So, thank you. Um, Give you give you a follow. Give T Smooth a follow at Keister Time on uh, Instagram. Give give that yeah. boy a follow. He deserves it. And uh, you know, big thanks to everyone else that's been listening. Uh, sixty nine episodes. <laughs> hey, sixty nine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> T Smooth just happened to come on sixty nine. It was totally a setup for him to come on episode sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we appreciate that. Appreciate you, T Smooth. We appreciate every one of y'all. Continue to listen and tune in on us. Uh, by the time. We post our next episode. Um, after this one, we're going to have big news. That'll be episode 70. We're going to have uh, some more big news for y'all. Obviously, if you saw on, on our Instagram and our Twitter account, we will be hosting a first ever watch party. We're going to go in more detail on that when GM returns from his trip. And uh, just stay put on that. Uh, all the info is there on the flyers, though. And uh, if you have any questions, just email us at someofmine at gmail.com. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. And T-Smooth, once again, thank you for meeting us at the summit. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. He's on fire! This episode is made possible by PwC. When you bring together human ingenuity, passion, and experience with the latest technology, the future starts to look a whole lot smarter. Which is why the new equation is meeting the future of work today with ProEdge. Digitally upskill your entire organization to keep ahead of the curve and drive growth. Learn more at thenewequation.com.
the summit. Four, 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 four.